0: to go into, let's call it, the internal cauldron of my emotions. Welcome to the Internal Cauldron of Emotions, a Nick Cage tribute podcast. I am Erin. And I am Tammy. We're two besties who love to drink and watch Nick's movies, so we combine our superpowers. Each episode, we pair a themed cocktail with the movie that we are reviewing. So join us
1: as we journey into the internal cauldron of today's movie. So today's episode... Was covering Matchstick Men. We were really excited when the Cajun gods let us spend that one. Finally, a good one. We were excited. <laughs> um, And so it's interesting how we started searching for drinks because I immediately went to like con man drink, mm-hmm. like Matchstick Men drink, <laughs> um, murder, not murder, but like just crimes and punishment, right. you know, like that's where my brain went. And you went in a totally different direction and found a really cool one. I Googled drinks inspired by... Mental illness, or right? D- by anxiety, and that is not funny. No, we all not. are, you know, struggling with different levels of different things, and then there are people who like really have serious issues. However, if you've listened to our show, you know that the way we deal with things is by like laughing inappropriately. <laughs>
0: And just for the record, I we didn't make this recipe or name it this, but yes. this is where we found it. It was on bunnyears.com. Mm-hmm. It was it's called the OC dackery. Mm-hmm. Like See and the instructions are a little weird. They're like make sure you stir it 10 times or something bad will yeah. happen. <laughs> and then there's like an intrusive thought whenever you're blending the ice and it says something like um, Do "You ever think about what would happen if those blades flew off? Like got like stuck <laughs> straight to your forehead?" Yeah, it's like I this didn't
1: is, it until now.
0: Until now. <laughs> All right, so for the OC C. daiquiri, OCD. daiquiri, Mm. OCD. I don't. I can't. All right, the Here we are for those of you viewing it. Um. So you start off. We of course we always uh double everything. Um. You start off with one ounce of lime juice. This is the original recipe. Mm -hmm. Uh. You're gonna have two cups of blended ice in a food processor blender, whatever you've got. Um. Two ounces of rum of your choosing. We Uh, use the Demerara 151, so we're going to get lit. Mm -hmm. And then also Tammy did a float of...
1: That was you. You were like, maybe we should put some Kraken in it too. I was like,
0: should we? But okay, but keep going because we're not done yet. (laughs) All right. So then a splash of simple syrup. Um, But we, to zhuzh it up, as I like to say, we added two ounces of the Luxardo Maraschino... Liqueur and is that it? We that's what we added the Kraken it. after
1: that. We, added we also, that. I would like to point out I don't know if how well you can see on our video, but we do have a salty rim um, from an amazing company. We're not trying to do local spots again <laughs> per se, but it's a place called Salty Rims. They have a website they can uh, ship out to you. Everything they make is absolutely delicious. They, they have this make mixers, spicy mixer.
0: Mm-hmm. That it was, was like a just spicy so good.
1: jalapeno, but it was mm-hmm. perfectly spiced. They made the butterfly, pea mm, flower, mixer, just everything is delicious, but they also make salty ribs. So I decided we'll have something I'm assuming will be cheap, cheap, (laughs) no, (laughs) will be sweet with these things. So I thought like, let's do it with something salty on top. Oh, did you want to stir
0: before we drink? I feel like
1: I should. Yeah. Um, You know,
0: floaters. (laughs) Nobody really likes floaters of any kind. Let's be honest. It's just drinking straight alcohol (laughs) instead of the drink. All All right. Cheers To Nick. To Nick oh my <laughs> mm. this is interesting that is yeah
1: it's not as sweet as i thought it was going to be the the i think the cherry liqueur <coughs> excuse me mm-hmm. um doesn't sweeten it but gives it a very specific flavor mm-hmm. i guess really like in my brain i was thinking that the cherry liqueur would be sweet but it's really not and mm-hmm. there's really nothing like the rum is not really
0: sweet Maybe we should add a, a, another splash of some yeah, syrup. Yeah,
1: I feel like, like, it's not bad. I do like it. I feel like it reminds me of, like, an Aperol spritzer.
0: Oh, yeah. Like,
1: it has yeah. that kind of a vibe to it. And I do like it with the salty stuff. Like, it's um, not top. great,
0: but it's could be better. Yeah. <laughs> I, I
1: If you go, if you're somebody who likes those kinds of drinks, I think that you would enjoy mm-hmm. this. If you're like, I like sweeter drinks, you would want a little bit more. Um, I think the rim drink. was a
0: good idea for sure.
1: Yeah, I do like that. I think that worked out really well. mm mm-hmm. As we sip that... Interesting drink. Interesting drink. <laughs> drink. Um, I guess you could say interesting like this movie. You don't really know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How have you been, my dear Erin?
0: Oh, it's... Last time... I feel like last time we didn't have a lot to talk about, which is totally fine. Sometimes you just don't. Yeah, that's um, it Because after that, I apparently jinxed myself because I did a complete 180 and had a lot going on. <laughs> so... I I had a dental not emergency but a dental crisis if you will um one of my dental implants has decided to hit the road and uh <laughs> hit the my road, jack <laughs> yeah and my have this now I say that. I sound like a weird adult. I have a dentist now. Um, <laughs> you did it. I you're did an it. adult now. And she, like, I don't think they believe me that, like, this thing was wiggling around in my face like a loose tooth and it was, like, coming out. And they were like, no, 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 don't touch it. Don't show me. And I was like, I'm going to show you. So I went back the next day and showed them and they were like, we'll take you now. <laughs> so they. We made a mistake. We, made, we, we should have done this yesterday. So sorry. We just didn't want you playing with the tooth. Um, so, I'm, I'm now a proud member of Missing Toothland, and, uh, (laughs) you're officially a Floridian I, I, well, I think I was
1: born officially a Floridian, because I was already, now you got it. That was already, you should tell
0: people that it happened when you were wrestling a gator. I was wrestling a gator, and then, and then a 20-foot Burmese python came in, and and invasive, species. and that, that invasive species, and then there was a a, a Cuban tree frog involved. It was also invasive. <laughs> but yeah, so don't forget it, the kudzu. The kudzu was involved. It was also invasive. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's like it was such a stressful time, and I've been ridiculously tired because of the stress that my body went through. Because I do have a lot of dental trauma. And it's nothing against the people I went to go see. I told them I'm like, listen, if I grab your hand, it's 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 a gut reaction. It's not me. It's involuntary. And they were they kept going, oh, you're so you're doing so good, you're <laughs> doing so good. And I'm like shaking and like I can't control it. And there's like tears squeaking out of my eyes. And at the end, whenever they like sutured me up and everything. <laughs> they were like you did so good and i was like you guys are the real heroes here thank you for helping me, like, me please. <laughs> so i've read almost nothing this month but i do have one recommendation in case anybody cares there's a book called uh children of blood and bone that i listened to i finished it today actually The end pops off and like the last line in it is like oh no, it's just beginning. And I was like, oh, what do you mean? We went through all this for it just to be beginning, oh my god. So it's available on Hoopla. It's uh, based in Nigeria, and uh, it's it's a fantasy, and it's like magic's gone. And then it's they're bad, fighting to, it's They're fighting to release magic again for all. Um, so yeah, so like, played a lot of video games. Oh, I... I started watching a show that you said was really good. Yes, it was I the did. Resident Evil show. Oh my
1: god! I told you that three years ago, but I am so proud of you. You're doing so good. Cute. <laughs> it came out in 2022.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty good. I mean, I'm sure I'm late to the game on it, but yeah, it just I did enjoy that one. I thought that one was well done. Been watching a lot of shit, not reading a lot of shit. I gave Ringo, like, a play-by-play of what the backyard birds were doing. I was like, I'm so sorry. Are you
1: doing it like an NFL (laughs) yeah. It was more like, yeah, it was more like an
0: auctioneer. Ringo's like, you sound like an auctioneer. Because I was like, oh, we got three house sparrows on the trellis. One of the house sparrows has has changed its location to the lower feeder with the female painted bunting. And the male painted bunting is on the higher feeder with the male cardinal. The female cardinal is sitting on the fence. Like, it was ridiculous. And that's what I do with my days. There's nothing wrong with that. And then we, of course, we went to the parks for Tammy's birthday. Yeah, that was, it did not start off
1: well. It was an auspicious start, but it, it got did, better. It did, end and they up. and they helped as well. Like they were very we, good. We got a really nice girl who helped us out. Thanks, Tolly. That's right. Yeah.
0: yeah, but that's my that's my stuff. What What about you, friend? Um, I have been
1: uh, jet setting around um it's sort of the same thing where it was like oh man like I don't have anything to do and then it's like all these things are like do it I'm like oh man I liked it but I didn't have anything to do (laughs) um so I got the opportunity to go to Disney um which is not necessarily my jam (laughs) Um just because like I you know like there's different kinds of people and mm-hmm. I I'm not like I'm not a Mickey Minnie kind of person and I know like some people love that but I'm more like like thrill rides and stuff. Yeah. Um also Disney is very very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um even at, like with your Florida discount like the price for one um uh, park is not much less than what we pay to have an annual pass. Yeah to a place that has roller coasters so like that's the thing i was like well i'll just never
0: go it's fine i've been to epcot before mm-hmm. um i feel like the reason you go to epcot is to eat and drink because they yeah. have like all yeah. the pavilions and exactly
1: stuff. um but not um but it was before they did the ga- guardians of the galaxy mm-hmm. i've been to magic kingdom when i was five that was mm-hmm. a core memory that i have um and i've been to animal kingdom which i did like i know a lot mm-hmm. of people don't like it um because they're like it's boring i'm like they're all boring. Um, but like it has the animals yeah. and um, it had some cool stuff. And that's now where they have Avatar, which yeah. um, is is really pretty and cool. Um, I had never been to Hollywood Studios and that's where the mm-hmm. Star Wars was added. So a friend and former co-worker was like, hey guys, I have some Disney tickets that I just keep forgetting about. And they're going to expire to you guys when I go. And of course I was like, yeah. She's like, cool. We're going in three days. I was like, oh man, I was not prepared <laughs> for that. Uh, but Trying to say yes, trying to do new experiences. Yeah. Um, you know, and and it was free. Like, she got it from volunteering for a couple of the races there. So we went there. Um, and it's just an interesting experience when you compare it to what we're used to because we go down to Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure yeah. so much. So it's just a different system. Um, but I will say that the Star Wars galaxy is absolutely, like, amazing. Like, I literally walked around. They were like, what's this? Who's this? Because they're like, I mean, I've seen seen the movies, but, you know, I was like, oh, that's this one. That's because of that. And then they're like, okay. So they're just, like, talking like parents, and I'm running ahead like a child, like, yeah. looking at everything. Was, like,
0: R2-D2 rolling around? Sometimes no, he No. Um,
1: well, I mean, they, they might, as far as, like, having the characters out. Mm-hmm. I did see Ray, and she was beautiful, and I was like, oh, my God, it's Ray, And she was <laughs> leaving, and I know that they do this a lot um, at Universal. It's like, once they're done performing, which they're apparently, like- they're like, we have to go. Like, we cannot get pulled into, you know, like, hanging out with people because we'll be here forever. And I felt like that was the same vibe because like everybody was kind of like hustling her out, but she did look at me and give me a little smile. Aww. And that made me really excited. Um, but yeah like it's it's really beautiful and if you're a Star Wars fan I mm. definitely feel like it's it's worth it to go to see it all and to experience it.
0: Yeah, I just don't know about that price. I know
1: no that's what I'm saying. I never expected to um because of the price like mm. it's just not something that I'm going to do when when I could do other opportunities. So it was a great opportunity. We had a great time. It was really nice weather. We've had some really nice weather where we're not like dying yeah. of heat it's stroke. Not, it it was 34 when I woke up to go to work today. It is chilly it's almost, in the morning. It, we'll does, it does warm up to like 70 and then i guess so it's like that's as good as it's gonna get for us um yeah so um and then we got to go to universal yesterday yesterday um and enjoy mardi gras mm-hmm. food and drinks which is always fun mexico oh my gosh the best food. that was just that was really delicious it tasted like real food like uh, so did a lot of the other places but that was just i don't know Berea. Barilla- was so good. Delicious the cheese. Absolutely delicious. We got to
0: go to El Agave Azul and you you'll die. You'll die. Well, okay. Uh <laughs> let me get
1: my affairs in order first. Yes. Uh and then let's go. So yeah, so I've been kind of like doing that and then just trying to you know deal with the old house. It's old getting house. closer. Gertie's getting closer.
0: Um, I just <laughs> for the record, I am so happy with the progress that they've gotten. I I mean, I haven't been here really in two weeks. I think so, yeah. And uh, it, it's just like, just last time I was here, the kitchen still needed to be painted. Only like partial up of, of the upper cabinets was in. And now the sink's in and the lower cabinets and you've got tile nice. in the bathroom. We're getting there. I am so excited. We're getting there. But it is
1: really hard. Like I definitely would say I don't know. I, <laughs> going, looking back, would you do look, it all again? <laughs> I don't know. Like I know that it'll be beautiful and I know that it'll be the thing that makes me happy. And that was our thing. It was like, we want to invest in this cause we're going to stay here like forever. And we mm-hmm. want something that's like the way we want it. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is nice because everybody knows what it's like to have to deal with e- rental or even when you buy a house. Yeah. It's like, well, somebody else built this and this is weird, but there's nothing yeah. I can do about it. So we wanted to treat ourselves with that, but it was really hard. We definitely learned a few things and it's like, this is it. If we move or build a cabin <laughs> in the woods with monsters running around, we're definitely going to make it a lot easier. We're going to
0: move to Appalachians? Yeah.
1: Appalachians? A- Appalachia. Appalachius. No, Appalachia is from Fallout. Oh. So Yeah. <laughs> That's me just, you know, globetrotting and hammering nails.
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Would you like to tell me what's been bothering you? No, I don't like being outdoors. Tell me you've left the house in three days. <clears throat> One, two.
1: Now that all that huff is out of the way, <laughs> we're going to get to why we're really here. <laughs> Nicholas Cage <gasps> being a matchstick Man. Man. So, Mastic Men is from 2003. Mm -hmm. I 1,000% know I own the DVD, and in the last episode was so excited because I was like, I own it, and could I find it? No. Yeah. Did it make me so mad?
0: Absolutely. I wonder
1: where I walked off to. I I don't know. Um, I used to own it. So, I had to, I couldn't find it uh, streaming anywhere. I don't know about you, so I just ended up purchasing it. Yeah, the only
0: places I saw that it was like streaming was like for rent and that was it yeah um i did wind up getting it on interdimensional cable which was good because recently interdimensional cable has been a little iffy yeah well that's good um all right we ready we are ready let's dive in tell us about this quirky little movie all right well let's start off with it's a ridley scott film it is which i I don't know, I, like, I guess I blanked it out, I forgot completely. Because it's like, Matchstick Man, and there's like a jazzy little number over, you know, L.A. And, you know, blah, blah, and it's like a Ridley really Scott <laughs> film. And I was just like, the guy who's the aliens? Yep. <laughs> so we open with a nice jazzy little number, and Nick actually shows up pretty quickly in this movie. Yes. We see him, and he's staring out of his back. Port or his back window at a pool and he's he, he seems to be a very tidy man he's cleaning he's he's straightening mm-hmm. you know and uh it it's not we're we're unsure of actually the time frame that this is really set in because uh, like we have like music from kind of like right the 50s and the house is sort of mid-century the mid, yeah house modern, is mid-century and then the furnishings sort of like he 70-ish has a, yeah his vacuum is like from yeah. Very, he like, uses
1: those uh foot things that old people use yeah. to put their
0: shoes on. I was like, it's like, oh like a my shoe God. like it's like the extended shoehorn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, he just and he's dressed in like a nice simple suit. So you're kind of like, what what century am I watching? <laughs> and then he gets into like a, a 90s oldsmobile or yeah. something so we're like, oh okay. Cause remember everybody, this was early, early, early two thousands, and the uh costumes reflect that. Yes. Sam Rockwell. Oh my uh, gosh. So in his outfit. <laughs> his backwards hat <head laughs> with the button up. Um so he, he exits, but before he does that, we realize he has some ticks, some OCD. He opens and closes the door three times. He has to open and close and he's counting in different mm-hmm. languages as mm-hmm. he does these things. He opens and closes uh, the, he has a little slide lock on the door. So we're like, okay, here we are. We've yeah, got, has got a little bit of a struggle. We've got some, we've got some situation Internal stuff. Internal conflict. Internal conflict. <laughs> yes. Um, so he heads off to work and he, and we see Sam Rockwell. He's on the phone. He's wheeling and dealing. He's trying to get this lady that something that she won, but, uh-oh, what do we see? So he's like, "Oh, this is a system. This is a water filtration system. You just had to buy the system. It's it's usually, you know, I'm I'm giving it to you for three hundred bucks, and usually it's it's way higher in stores." Mm-hmm. And he peels mm-hmm. off a sticker that says forty nine ninety nine, mm-hmm. and and he's he's talking her into it. So we're like, "This motherfucker! What a scammer! Scamming this poor lady!" And Nick comes in, uh, who we find out is named Roy. Uh Nick comes in and he's like, Oh, my boss just came in and he and Nick closes this deal. Mm-hmm. Or Roy closes this deal. So we're like, motherfucker, these are bad people. They are grifters. They're grifters. They're I scammers. Do. They're matchstick men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so but then we come to find out they also are playing the people who are hunting. Con men, grifters—they go a double to, con, y'all.
1: It's a con on a con on a con. It's a—it's
0: it, <laughs> how many cons can a con con con? <laughs> so he—they go to this lady's house after she's paid this money, and then scam these people mm-hmm. as the same people they scam them twice posing as people hunting themselves it's and it's interesting <laughs> because the they
1: prey on the wife over the phone and she's mm-hmm. like oh i don't know maybe i should ask my husband and that's when it pushes over mm-hmm. to like sweet talk and neck yeah but then when they are posing as federal agents they are like, oh, yeah, I'm so sorry, ma'am, you fell for this. But they, you can tell there's a shift where they focus on the man of the house because they know now we're going to get something done. Yeah. We're going to, like, get the police involved. And he just signs this dang paper that gives him access to their bank. And I just thought that it was interesting to have that you have two different approaches Mm -hmm. based on gender and based on a family Mm -hmm. setup. And... It worked flawlessly.
0: Yeah, and he was like, was whenever uh, Frank Sam Rockwell was, like, calling and talking to her over the phone, and he hands it over to Roy, he holds up a little thing that says five grandkids. So that, like, gives mm-hmm. it gives Roy whatever information he needs to sweet talk her and right. close that deal. He's like, oh, yeah, no, we have a, our, our assistant is, uh, you know, in labor, and we're going to take a bump. And there just so like, gotta oh, get my your God. Right yeah. Like, yeah. you hear her like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I love babies, you know. <laughs>
1: little
0: babies so now we've established that they are shady shady jerks but one of them seems to be a little bit more shady than the other like Mm -hmm. nick nick roy (laughs) nick roy cage the third yeah nick roy cage um once the deal's done they like they split the money and he goes his separate way he gets back to his house he or he like he buys his his can cans of, of tuna. Cans of tuna. I was like,
1: that's an interesting diet. Maybe I try that. Yeah, he's like
0: <laughs> eight cans of tuna and eight packs of cigarettes. Yep. And oh, at this point, Ringo was like, "I don't believe this. What year is this supposed to be?" He walked up with packs of cigarettes. Well, you can't do that. You always have to get the cigarettes
1: from behind the I'm counter. I'm wondering if that's a Florida thing because we're crazy here. Maybe and I in don't other know. states like California, maybe
0: they have them they, out. They I don't, don't know. Have Californians weigh in. Yeah, let us. Let us. In
1: 2003,
0: four. what were you doing with your cigarettes? How were your cigarettes <laughs> set up back then? So Roy leaves. He takes care of his business. He's got this bulldog statue thing he keeps mm-hmm. in his house which, which
1: is is interesting i hope i didn't interrupt you because it's yeah. not just it's like one of those oh it's a cat statue it's a dog i think that the doubles are getting me <laughs> statue but it also makes a noise when you open it which it's like, i did, like,
0: not, bark, bark, I did
1: not expect it
0: to make a little barking noise but out of his whole house this thing is the odd man out uh, i so, think too yeah i because I it's agree. like this kind of Scraggly, it looks rugged. like a very Florida kitschy kind of thing, yeah. It, not it definitely a cool, looks like something you'd, California house you'd see in somebody's like garden outside, not yeah. in your living room yeah, and by the, the fireplace. Corner, yeah. Um, so he stashes his money, some of his money, and a gun in there. And we're like, Oh, well, that's where you hide all your money. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. He has a, se- a security deposit box that we find mm-hmm. out about, and he's loaded, got lots in he's there. got lots of money. We find out. He wants what, an FDIC insurance. Just kidding. It yeah. can't be because it's cash. <laughs> what what person has a security deposit box or safety deposit box unless you're hiding something? I'm just kidding. Tons of people do. My parents do. <laughs> was
1: say, it's for your important documents. I know. My, my parents have one.
0: They're like, you need to get
1: one. Yeah. What, like, ha- what happens when your entire house burns down I'm from just, aliens? I
0: should get a lead line thingy, which someone gave me a lead line thingy. Yeah, but that only works, I think. For, I think it's only good for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Well... To start, hope it's a fast fire. <laughs> oh shit! Knock on wood. Oh, <laughs> knock on wood. Lord. Um. All right. So they, as we go through, they're wheeling and dealing. Um. We, we still like we continue to learn. It's just like Nick has more and more of these, uh, these ticks that start to come mm. out, and he takes these medications, and oh no, what happens? His medication falls into the the what is that gutter sink, and like, <laughs> what is that? The garbage disposal. Thank you. I'm like <laughs> so looking at it in my brain. The sink gutter. The sink gutter, <laughs> and it's completely trash. So he he's panicking. He's so instead of. <laughs> reaching out for help. He panic cleans his entire home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And all the while Sam Rockwell, uh, Frank is calling and it's increasingly more ridiculous. Yeah,
1: it's like a montage but I feel like normally when I think of a montage there's music going on and if there was music it was overshadowed by how amazing Sam Rockwell is. Mm -hmm. Like sitting in different positions, like wearing ridiculous clothes, the things that he's saying that he wants to do to try to get Nick to call him back. And I, I really Really did enjoy that scene
0: yeah it was it was hi this is so and so from the club <laughs> like it was really good um so eventually um uh, sam i'm sorry frank shows up and mm-hmm. he's like you need help and and he's like i lost all my pills and they, they, they were they were given to me you know like oh under you know under the table kind of and frank's like i got a guy he wanted like my sister or somebody he knows him through someone and He's like, okay, I guess I got to do that then. Yeah, I, and I, I got to talk to somebody.
1: I do want to say this is probably my favorite. I have two favorite uh, parts of the movie, and mm-hmm. this is it because Nick and Sam's character are like polar opposites. Yeah, and uh-huh. that's I actually I wrote that I was like, yes, the it the is opposite. because Nick, his character Roy, is uh, struggling with the OCD, mm-hmm. um, and and Sam Rockwell's character Frank has no idea what that's like but it's just played so well because nick is seeing all these things he's like oh, take your shoes off the, why like, are you eating over the my carpet and... that sam rockwell decides to take his shoes off is like a three-year-old yeah. like kicking his shoes off one Flings goes one way the... one goes the other way and they're these ridiculous cowboy boots and then he's like eating a it's burger it's such a sam rockwell shoe though. and it's i know it is it's really great um and Eating, like eating the burger, and like Nick's character just sees the crumbs and it's like dum, dum, because yeah, it's so. <laughs> horrible for him and he's like oh I'll, I'll get those cleaned up and he's like hiding stuff and he does like yeah. kind of try at first but then he gets frustrated with nick's character and nick is like oh you have to like clean off the, the receiver after you call and yes. he's like like
0: this and he's he like was...
1: wiping it on his butt wiping it off the nick
0: is clearly like he becomes more distressed it is such a great scene though it it, it really is so so uh frank hooks up roy with this uh therapist mm-hmm. and a psychiatrist. Um, I'm not 100% sure which version we have with this guy. He might be a psychiatrist because I think the psychiatrists are the ones that can, can prescribe. Yeah, that was my understanding. Yeah, so he goes in and he's like, hey, well, I can't just give you pills. We have to talk. Yeah. We have to talk. And Mara's like, fine. And he just sits there and stares at him for probably 30 seconds <laughs> before, and he's like eyes twitching and he's like tapping he's like he's got he's like he's jitter you can see and then finally he just like starts talking mm-hmm. he just starts he's like I, these are my problems this is and, and he's like I, I this is what i think about all the time every day and that's a good day and i and i think about blowing my brains out, but then i think about what's how who's gonna clean up my goddamn carpet mm-hmm. like he's like so like and he's like that's that's a good day So it's like a really serious scene, but it's Nick, so he's doing it in that Nick way that makes it—it's—I feel like very engaging. I would—I
1: would consider this a dark comedy Mm -hmm. because it is kind of funny, but it is also kind of, like, fucked up. Like, the things that everyone is dealing with, or crime, or, you know, all all these things.
0: But it's always a little bit funny. But it's It is.
1: It's it's not ridiculous, Mm -hmm. like, B-movie, like, primal funny. Mm -hmm. Um, And Has Nick ever really, I guess he did a comedy like Peggy Sue Got Married is considered a comedy. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's different, you know? And it's, but it also feels very, like, real and authentic. Like, it's just him, like, finally opening up and like the floodgates open yeah. and it's insane.
0: Well, during their conversation, they start to get to where they talk about how, how long ago Nick has been with someone a in a romantic, romantic setting. And he, he divulges that he once upon a time did have a marriage that ended very poorly. And he says he left her with a bun in the oven and it, but it could have been anybody's.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um So then the, the doctor just like maybe he maybe you should you know maybe you should reach out and he's like I don't know about that and then but then he becomes almost obsessed with that, with he, that he starts idea. thinking
1: like maybe that is the root of everything
0: he's like been going wait a through. second maybe you know maybe human connection is what I need shocking. exactly um, so he he struggles with that he gets a hold of the number he like does the classic calls hangs up thing mm-hmm. and eventually gets the doctor to call for him because he's like, I can't do it, I can't, I can't fucking do this, so he gets him to call, and the doctor calls back, and he's like, you have a daughter, her name's Angela, she's 14, um, and she wants to meet you, so, ba-ba-ba-ba, they set it up, they meet, and Nick, or, sorry, sorry, Roy, I keep doing that, Roy, and this bothers me so hard, because he has a thing about, he has agoraphobia, Mm -hmm. he has a thing about going outside, being outside, um he smokes in his car with his windows completely up. Yeah, it's so gross. He smokes in his house with his windows completely closed. It's so gross. And I'm like, Ugh. Oh, I know what that's like. That yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember it's like nice. being picked up from the bus stop by my mom's fr- or like my friend's mom. Yeah. And she only had the window a crack and I'm like, <gasps> yeah, in the yeah. back seat. Um so they meet and it's like it's very obvious that well, and it's a real struggle
1: because mm-hmm. he watches yeah. He's like watching kids, he waves at some kids that he thinks they're reading like, it. Eh. And they're like, oh my god, creeper. <laughs> and it's like that's not funny because like mm-hmm. that shit really happens. But it is funny because it's a dark comedy, it's allowed. Um, but he see we see start narrowing it down to this is probably the the child. Yeah, because she looks like she's looking for right, somebody. And she's like, you know, scooting on her skateboard and going back and forth, and you can see in her face like the sort of excitement and yeah. then it starts to dwindle and she's mm-hmm. like worried and like somebody doesn't love her and yeah. blah 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 and it's like he he allows that for a second because yeah. he can't even get out of the car and it's like you see both of their struggles are very different
0: mm-hmm. this drink is alcoholic it is. <laughs> we're gonna um, see how we end so yeah so he he finally gets out and he's, he's like hey so they go and it, it's made very obvious like nobody is like Roy nobody's like Roy and everybody who he's close to in this movie is so very opposite him. Mm-hmm. So he, they go and they eat, and she's, like, munching down food. There's, mm-hmm. like, food on for the—it's messy. And he's just, like, staring at her like she's, like, a, a total— creature. Like a creature. <laughs> he's, he's like, I'm lost. So what is this? So she gives him his number or her number, and she's like, hey, Call me back or call me one day. So also it's important to point out that Angela's played by Alison Lohman, who does, I think,
1: a phenomenal job. She She acts very much like a teenager. Yes. She's um, staggering.
0: I first saw her in White Oleander and then she's in Drag Me to Hell, which is one of my favorite fucking movies. Yeah. And then uh Big Fish. Big Fish, That's thank you. Favorite. I was like, What yeah. is another one? Yeah. Big Fish. She's so youthful. Yes, she is. She's I don't she know. Must she must be a vampire guy. She's gotta be. Um, so they split and the whole next day or whatever, they're, they're back to wheeling and dealing, Mm -hmm. scamming and cramming. Uh, (laughs) um, and he's like, he's, he, she wrote his, her number on his hand Mm -hmm. and he, you'd think would have immediately washed it off after memorizing it or something, but he left it and he was Mm -hmm. like lovingly staring at it. So, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't call her. But later that day, uh uh-oh, what happened? (gasps) someone's here someone's at your house how did she get his address we already know it's the daughter just because we we know that as viewers
1: we're smart
0: she shows up she's like mom and i got into a big fight and i just do this sometimes and i and i need a place to crash and usually it's so-and-so's house but so-and-so's out of town and and just came here i just came here and he's like okay okay i guess i guess okay great and he like down just, just immediately, so she's like, "What do you got to eat?" And like he's like, "I have my cans of tuna." So he goes to the store and gets food, and come like all the while he's gone, she just starts going through all of his mm. shit, everything, everything, and
1: records, books, yeah. Just she fucks with his underwear drawer, which is so ridiculously neatly like, but it is, and so- I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't mean to like joke at that because I know that like when you have that um struggle yeah that's just how it is like Has you have to, to put those things together and again it's it's very interesting the whole like complete polar opposites mm-hmm. where she sees it she's like <laughs> that's cute and then she's like <laughs> I'm going to fuck with him a little bit you know
0: yeah so she goes through all shit finds his money dog after hugging it weirdly she's like she's like oh hey and she hugs it it's it's like the bark, closest bark.
1: thing to a teddy bear she got
0: yeah well he shows he comes back and it's like you think immediately he's gonna explode because it's a mess. Um, his house is now a mess, his tidy little home. Right. But he worked so hard on. She's, but nay, yeah, but nay. He just starts picking up quietly, and she kind of wakes up, and and they move on. You know, like it's it's it seems like a nice little evening. And shockingly, like I was surprised that he wasn't like. <gasps> but the next morning he was like disrespectful. Everything <laughs> is like like he's like, he's like balled it up, and then he discovers that she needs to stay for a little bit longer, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, fuck. I have a con to do because I don't have con things to do. He
1: had always done short cons because and he was afraid of getting caught, mm-hmm. and now he has this sort of confidence because of her. Yeah, and how his life is changing. So he decides to do a long con that mm-hmm. Frank
0: had wanted him to do. And he's like, and so Frank's like, "Fuck yeah, dude, let's do this thing." You're and it's go. like, it's a boat man or whatever. He's like, I "How much are we going to get out of the boat man?" Um, so they start this long con, but you know, it's a little wrench in the works with Angela there, but. It kind of it kind of works out in an interesting way because we start to see that uh, uh, Roy is is kind of becoming a little bit more lax. Mm-hmm. At one point, his door is cracked mm-hmm. because Alice Angel Alice and Angela says it's stuffy in there. They eat on the carpet together, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's kind of like he's becoming. She's helping in yeah. a way,
1: like cure him in a way mm-hmm. that the medicine necessarily could not. Could not,
0: yeah. So everything's going well, and then she, he she wants to learn how to do a con. Mm-hmm. So they do a little con, and then he's like, "You got to give the money back after the sweet." It was so sad. It was such like a sweet I, lady. Like, the the con that they did, I was like, "Oh, oh we so won six hundred dollars!" And then God, so up. And then she's like, "Yeah, that was such a thrill." And he's like, "No, I want you to give the money back because you know." That's the right thing to do. You asked to learn, and you learn. Now Put now, give her the $600 yeah. back. Or the $300 back, whatever it was. Um, but as as things progress, we as the viewers start to question things. Things are going too well. Things are going too well. Everything is going too well. This is a movie, a truly movie about crime and one man's growth, I guess, mm-hmm. and finding his family. And you know what? Actually, I believe I will leave you here with this. I'm going to leave you with the She's Learned a Con. They're doing a long con on a boatman person.
1: <laughs> Very technical term, you guys. boatman are really on top of things.
0: Yes. And and truly, I, I can't, I don't feel like if I go much further than yeah. this, it's going gonna... it, to... It does
1: reveal too much. And yeah. we know that in our first seasons, we would talk for four hours mm-hmm. um, and tell you the entire movie. And we really are trying to work on that. Yes. So it's like everybody's in a good
0: place yeah it's like the chess pieces are all lined up it's and it's for something for something what chess pieces you might ask well should you watch this movie i'm we're going to tell you right now if you saw our cajun roulette video or listened to the last episode yeah watch the movie we like this one it's a a good one (laughs) all right try to be as honest and open with them as possible right you're a con man con artist wow film man mastic man take your pick and that guy frank he's my partner teach me something
1: thank you for that synopsis that's about where i and my brain stopped because mm. like you said if you keep going you give too much of it away and this is a movie that I think we both really feel people mm-hmm. should watch. Yeah, um, it's Agreed. not as crazy con on con as some of the other <laughs> movies that we've
0: I'm alive, I'm
1: dead. Gone through. Um, it's another twist. It, it's it's more subtle, and I think that's what makes it mm. more enjoyable. And we're like, yeah, no, you really should watch this. So thank you for that wonderful synopsis. Let's move I did on it
0: to some I Nicholas. I am nuggets. so hungry to find mm-hmm. out. I. I had a really hard time because, girl, you know how much shit I wanted to Google about this movie. I know, and I, it's interesting because our brains
1: go to different places. So I hope that you enjoy this platter of nuggets.
0: I usually do. All right, you're so, very good at nugget finding. You so dig for nuggets I was very well. Say I'm a gold
1: digger. I'm a gold, gold nugget, nugget digger. <laughs> I feel like we should not keep saying that because we're gonna mess it up. All right, we always like to talk about money. Money, money, money. please. Um, I thought this was really interesting, um, and I'll I'll go into more detail when we talk about the reviews. But this is considered, like, by most people, even high-level reviewers, Mm -hmm. as that air quotes, good movie. Oh. So the budget was $62 million. Right? How? It must be. It has to be those locations. Was it to rent that California house? And that was in 2003, and so it's got to be the the names, the locations. yeah I, guess. I mean everybody's be. got a paycheck and, and and I don't know, but so that's the budget. There's a
0: lot of cars in the movie. Oh, i say a lot of cars. Just like I two feel cars like There's in the movie. His Oldsmobile Buick thing and, and then he has a Mustang like a Porsche or something. No, he's got No, what? You mean Frank? Frank's got I'm a I'm sorry. Yeah, Frank Frank's got it. a Mustang.
1: Oh, I thought somebody had like a BMW like a little old beamer. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Might be the boat the boat man. Oh, yeah. That might be the, the ferryman. <laughs> I want to start calling him the ferryman. Um, so worldwide, it only made $65 million.
0: Oh, wow. I mean, I guess it... That's know. not
1: considered a flop. That's considered, like, okay. They made their money back. Um, they made their money back and a little extra. Um, so it stood in the number one spot in 2003 in theaters for several weeks. And it was bumped by once upon a time in Mexico. <gasps>
0: Oh my God, I remember when that came out. Right. <laughs> I had that on DVD too. I know.
1: <laughs> Me too. Well, I thought I did. Um, so that's the money. Um, so this is based on a book. Oh. Of the same title by an author named Eric Garcia. Garcia. This might be. The juiciest, crunchiest. You started with it. Spiciest. What? I like to go sort of in order. My brain has an order. Okay, ready? So, Eric Garcia has written several books. Okay. Of various acclamity, acclamidness. Accolades? Sure. (laughs) Anyway, so lots of people like his books. So, he's written several books, including a series called, and I really want to read this. Oh my God. Anonymous Rex. <laughs> Where's my no, phone? You do nope, You have no fucking idea. Put your phone away. Give me your phone. Damn it! Because I'm going <laughs> to tell you. I was gonna add it to my TV. So I'm- it's told by the point of view of a Velociraptor. Yes. Private investigator. Yes. In a world where dinosaurs try to blend into our society by wearing costumes to appear human. Oh
0: my god.
1: So first of all, oh my fucking God, that sounds amazing. Anonymous Rex? And it's a series, there's more than one. Oh my God, I wonder if it's on Hoopla. But also, second, we go from Matchstick Men, which is this very serious crime, like, kind drama that's, like, really well done, and I'm not saying this is People can do it all. Right. And I'm like to to dinosaurs trying mm-hmm. to blend it like that is a crazy jump
0: yeah and I'm here for it uh, I love when people go out of their box like that like um, Allie Hazelwood wrote all these um like rom com kind of you know books and then she came out the box with this book recently released called Bride and yeah. it's about uh like a werewolf romance with a lady. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Like like the Dracula scene. Yeah, like she came out like she's been so like,
1: well, that's also like cutter uh, and
0: now she's like, I'm gonna uh, branch into uh, sci-fi work.
1: Was it Suzanne Collins who did like Berenstein Bears and then was or like didn't she do some like kids' book and then was like Hunger Games, all the children died. Did she? I feel like she She came was, out of nowhere for me. She she did. Okay. My phone back, I won't look at anything. No. Also, <laughs> Anonymous Rex was turned into a sci fi channel show. Okay, I thought I recognized the name. There it is. Also, also, here's where I'm like, this is fucking wild. Are we watching it after this? Uh, Maybe. (laughs) He created the next Netflix high show, which I fucking loved and lots of people liked it, called Kaleidoscope. Kaleidoscope. So, Kaleidoscope is, I'm going to guess and say it's eight episodes. He's still doing shit. He's still doing stuff because that was a year ago. So, Kaleidoscope was like sort of groundbreaking because it was kind of like Bender Snatch where you could choose mm. your own adventure kaleidoscope was a heist movie and each episode had a color name but you didn't have to watch it in one two three four five six seven eight order you could pick any episode and it oh still i did hear about this okay yeah, it's wild like this guy is amazing so definitely check out eric garcia who is a great writer so it's based on a book okay. he's very
0: creative very creative very 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 creative Next, Nick Nog. We like to talk about who almost played Nick. I must say, I really enjoy that you've written this on light with light green pens, so I can't read it. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to read too. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. We also like to do the who almost played Nick. Like, Any guesses to two thousand and three? Okay, so this is two thousand and three. And we'll just go ahead and just say you could say Arnold
0: Schwarzenegger. I'm not going to say and Sylvester Stallone. I feel like those are out. I us not in the nineties. <laughs> uh, Samuel. Jackson like okay. why not Yeah, that's true why not John Travolta <laughs> <laughs>
1: you mean his twin
0: brother his twin brother John Travolta yes um let's see Sam Rockwell <laughs> <laughs> no seriously maybe yeah um one more just because I like to put this one out there Chuck Norris <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like the movie would be over a lot faster if Chuck Norris played anybody
0: <laughs> all right well it's none of those. I, I, John Cena. <laughs> so close. What would you have you been,
1: like probably 14? Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. None of those. Obviously. Absolutely no one. No one was in the running. You know why? Because it was because only Nick. Nicholas Kim Coppola Cage was like, I'm buying this shit. So he bought the rights of the story before the book <gasps> was finished publishing, according to um, an article by... RogerEbert.com.
0: He wait, what? How yeah. do you do that? I, it's not. Even, it wasn't even published.
1: Wood. I don't know. But that's. Are you calling Roger Ebert a liar?
0: No, I He's mean, dead. You can't
1: say things. I can long. too. <laughs> even though people die, they can be right or wrong. Um, so yeah. So apparently, he got a hold of the the information, and I, when we say before it was published, it could have been like a early publishing. Yeah, maybe he thing, got an arc. But or maybe something. he basically he snatched it up mm-hmm. because he was like. I want to play this. Nice, yeah. So, damn, you really set me up for failure. I know I did. Right. So this one's from IMDb. Never gonna trust you again. Well, it's a risk I take. Um, (laughs) So Alison Lohman went to the audition (laughs) dressed like a fourteen-year-old. Worked very hard to act that age Mm. too. She um, was not fourteen.
0: Yeah, I I when I saw her in White Oleander, I knew she I knew she was young, but she like she she goes from playing like a preteen to an adult in mm-hmm. the movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know you're not actually 12. Yeah. I know you're not actually 16. Like she how She is old? not.
1: She was 23. <sighs> and what a the child only reason Ridley Scott found that out was because she felt a little bad and told him. After the audition, Oh my god, she 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 fucking bamboozled him. I'm not fourteen. And he's like, Well, you
0: did a great job. She's like, Well now we don't have to get your parents to sign off on this. (laughs) Exactly. Great. (laughs) Less ropes. Less ropes. She's so she's so Youthful and beautiful and What is she... She's putting, like... She must be putting, like, placenta on her face or something. I don't know. Or maybe she's just
1: got them good jeans. <laughs> yeah, she, maybe she just has really great jeans. So, speaking of Ridley Scott, he was the director, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so, like, I figured, like, what do you know him from? I figured you would say Alien. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I know him first from Blade Runner. Oh, it's a gladiator. Didn't you do Right, and that's what I was going to say. Also, a million other things, like <clears throat> Thelma oh, and me. Louise... Do I know? don't think people uh, realize that he did that. Legend, <gasps> right? Oh, Gladiator, The Martian. Oh, with... I love The Martian. It's really good. It's so good. And very recently released Napoleon. Oh, he's I in know. Napoleon. But, and also like Raised by Wolves. Like he's done yeah. so many things. He's done so many things. But
0: I, I he's bring... fucking really Scott.
1: Yeah, I bring those up to show that there is a range. Because it's like matchstick Stickman well. doesn't seem right, but when you think about some of the uh, like early things that he yeah, did, he definitely um, did switch to
0: like epic and adventure kind of films, I think. Those mm-hmm. those screen transitions in this oh, film so are good. so... It's almost like a Star Wars wipe. Yeah. Like a lot. One, sometimes it's a flip. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a wipe. Sometimes it's dropping down from the top. I was just like, man, this is so late 90s, early it's, 2000s. It's so fun.
1: But... He was not originally slated as the director. Any guesses as to whom? Hmm. let Whom see.
0: the belt tolls. Oh. Okay, wait. I want one hint. Has this director worked with Nick before?
1: Oh, my God. Hold oh, on. Let me think.
0: <laughs> Why were you not prepared? I know. That's a really good question. I believe nay. Nay. Okay. um, Peter Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> no. Tim Burton. No. Oh, they kind of did sad. work. They did work yeah, together, Sort too. of. Way
1: to rub lemon juice in that wound. Mm-hmm. One more guess.
0: Um, well known. How about. Why have I forgotten? Why are you looking Quentin around? Tarantino, my, my Quentin room Tarantino. Quentin like Tarantino. Because you be have a, clues. Like, that's why I clue. said Tim Burton, because you have Jack Skellington right there. <laughs> um. Uh. What did I say? What did I just say? Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> I couldn't remember it. Boy, that would be a totally
1: different vibe. Yeah, it would. Steven Spielberg. Duh, Aaron. I know it's so You went too big. You like overthought it. So, but Steven Spielberg was not able to
0: say yes because he I chose... believe around that time he was doing Taken. He, it's a sci-fi sh- mini series. Oh, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the first thing Dakota Fanning was in. Well,
1: he said no specifically to this one because he was getting ready to do
0: catch me if you can
1: oh so I'm good from Leo DiCaprio. it is a really great one
0: or taking was 2007 maybe I
1: don't know you gotta see it. it's really good
0: okay. I got I got okay. David I believe you. all right let's talk about the pills let's talk about Nick's pills yes I did not go into detail about any pills at all because mm-hmm. I didn't well, <laughs> want to surprise him yeah me.
1: exactly so when we first see him taking all these pills
0: they're these really bright pink pills mm-hmm. any guesses as to what they might be I was assuming they were some sort of um, mood, not mood stabilizer, but something. No, 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 no. Like what the crew used. Oh, yeah. probably something like a, like like a peptobismol pill or something. Oh, that's a very good guess. Benadryl.
1: Benadryl is that They're super pink. bright pink. Yeah. Yeah. So fun little.
0: Did they get the non-drowsy? <laughs> I
1: don't, I mean, I guess, because he keeps going.
0: <laughs> He's like, I was like, I'll just switch the up. i a little slimy.
1: Um All right, so this one I really enjoyed learning. Mm-hmm. So I, I watched a couple of interviews with Nick talking about his role. Mm-hmm. So at a promo interview, he mentioned his character struggle with OCD, and they were talking about the research that he did. He said that he actually turned to some of his own friends, mm-hmm. because he has several friends who really struggle with that. And I was
0: really hoping we'd get into this, because he did such a good job. He- he did a
1: really good job and so he uh like sat down and reviewed and reviewed and came up with very specific questions wanting to focus on like what triggers Mm -hmm. these events the most um how how do you try to deal with this on a daily basis how does this affect you how does this affect your family on a daily basis and also like did How he record it the
0: interviews? Because that feels be so Nick.
1: in the moment. He didn't specify, but I feel mm. like he probably did. It sounds like something he would do. And he also said that after he got all the information, that he worked really hard and kind of processed everything, mm. so that quote: "The next time you're in a store, you might see someone with this and not judge them, and actually have a heart about it."
0: Oh No, he he really. He really nailed it. Like I I've um I've followed some some people with uh Tourette's on TikTok and it's it really like opens your eyes as to what what the issues are. At yeah. least with that I've seen with that. It's a huge struggle. And like some people are like, "Oh, what, there's some days where like nothing happens, or I'll have like a few little little ticks, nothing big, but then there's some days where I can't stop punching myself in my chest, yeah, and they'll have like bruise, and it's like something something sets it off, and, and there's no stopping it, yeah, and it's l- hard to ground it there. it really is, and it's just like i when you're a kid, or at least for for us when we were kids, people made fun of it, and oh, you know yeah. which is which is unfortunate." And, and just I'm, the world we lived in at that time. I'm just really glad that there's like education now <laughs> and that it's interesting that you brought up Tourette syndrome
1: um I didn't want to go too long but mm. if you like look on the internet you have people who are trying to also diagnose what's going on mm-hmm. so from Nick and from interviews mm-hmm. and from um, really Scott interviews they mention OCD mm-hmm. but lots of people that would be people, like the one two three right exactly yeah. um lots of people mention like there's sort of like this kind of like online debate if you will like not that people are on a website going at it, but people a lot of people bring up that they also feel that there's Tourette syndrome going on.
0: A few of the things he the way he uh when he's getting going right on and something's really starting to work him up, he starts to like almost right. yell everything and it seems like some of the words are involuntary, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, with Tourette's, a lot of times we just think of the people who get like they yell out the curse words, yeah. So, like that's a very specific part of Tourette's, mm-hmm. which is actually very rare. Um, but there's the tics mm-hmm. but there are what we call motor tics mm-hmm. that are going to be like the blinking the like, yeah the the shrugging of the shoulders or like um, the, yeah the yeah. clenching of the jaws and then you also have verbal tics and that is when they are Saying something mm-hmm. like involuntary verbally, so Nix is and and this one, is interesting. One girl was like full of peas, like yeah. she couldn't she like she would just be talking normally, and then she'd be like full of peas, right? And and so it, it's different for everybody. So Nix is just like uh he does that a uh. lot, yeah, and then also like as a teacher, like that's a processing thing mm-hmm. because we say um we say like we say mm-hmm. so when we're trying to let our brain catch up to things. Tina Belcher does that in Bob's Burgers as well. She exactly. does that kind of like uh. yeah, because it's like you your your brain like. Can't connect fast enough to everything. But that would still be considered one of those verbal things Mm -hmm. because he is struggling and it's involuntary. And I think probably the most famous one, if you will, in Mm -hmm. movies is Leonardo DiCaprio when he's an aviator and he plays Howard Hughes. Yeah. he does, like, the bring it in the milk. Like, it's, like you said, you know, a bowl of peas. It's it's usually, like, just something that just seems out of left field. Yeah. That just kind of gets stuck and they can't, like, do that. Mm -hmm. So while... The movie description is OCD. A lot of people have come on and said, like, I believe it's also Tourette's based on the ticks and different kinds of tics.
0: Yeah.
1: And I have one more fun Nick Nug. One more nugget. One more for you. So as we know. And then I can have my phone back? Yes. And then you can have your (laughs) phone back. So we know that Nick likes to do his own stunts, especially when he was, like, younger and more youthful. Like, we all like to do our own stunts, I guarantee (laughs) you he's probably still trying to walk into burning buildings to this day. Um especially loves doing driving
0: stunts. We loved we
1: loved the we driving stunts. Except we know,
0: for a humanity bureau where he looks like he doesn't know how to yeah, drive. Yeah, that's that was that was different. We don't talk about
1: that. Um <laughs> and we also know from our research and our other episodes, and you probably know as well, um that he's gone to several different like driving schools mm-hmm. to sort of perfect that. So they actually filmed a couple of chase scenes. Where Nick is driving and Allison Loman, who plays Angela, his daughter, is mm-hmm. in the car with him. And, like, it's a legit chase scene. He was saying that they were doing, like, several, like, 360s, mm-hmm. like, trying to go by. And, of course, he's having the time of his life. Oh, right. But
0: Allison
1: Loman was like, It was so scary. Like, she's like, I <laughs> know was he could in total control. Drive. control. I know he could drive, but, like, she was super scared. And, like, anytime they are like, Okay, we're going to do a car scene, she was like, Oh god! She's like my seatbelt's buckled. But man. unfortunately, those crazy car scenes did not make it in to the film.
0: Okay, I was like trying to so figure out. So if you can find where... a
1: director's cut, maybe we can find those three sixty <sighs> car chases, or like at least bonus
0: scenes or something. Yeah, exactly. How much you think we can take that guy for? Thirty grand more. Five hundred thousand? A million? Those were some delicious nuggets. Thank you so much. And uh, just so everybody knows, you can watch Anonymous Rex on YouTube. <laughs> the whole movie is on what YouTube. what we're doing tonight. That's oh, I we're... thought it was a show. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's I, I looked for a series, but it's a movie from 2004. Oh. All right, great. Um, so let's talk about our likes and dislikes. I think we have a pretty solid, uh, you guys have a pretty solid idea yeah. about what we <laughs> Um, I shall go first. Um, what I liked. I liked the casting. I liked the music. I liked the story. I liked everybody's acting. Mm-hmm. I thought everybody was natural. Yes, I think that's a very good word for this. Everybody was natural. Even though this is something, you know, the issues that the character Roy face faces are not something that comes naturally to Nick. I think he did a very good job of, of making it natural to himself for the character. Mm-hmm. Um... I I just... I, I like the movie because it really sets you up, man. Mm-hmm. And it sets you up. And you have to continue watching it after <laughs> I stop talking about it. So you will know what we're talking about. But it really sets you up. And, like... But in the movie... You walk away from the movie not... You just... You feel good after the movie is over. Like, yeah. you don't feel bad. You don't feel, like, super jazzy. But you feel good. Um, things I didn't like. Uh... Uh, maybe the length. I don't know. Like it, it just seemed like it's long. But that's it. It's almost two hours. About two hours. Okay. So that's probably the my my only issue with it. I mean, I thought the locations were good. I thought like I didn't have any huge continuity issues that I like to spot. Yeah. But. I don't even think Ringo had anything negative to say, honestly. He was just really worked up about the whole cigarette thing. <laughs> what year is that. this? Are you sure? Where are they? Alternate are? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're <laughs> in alternate LA. Um, yeah, so I, I feel weird because I don't have that much to say about it. Just because I feel like, because of the synopsis, I, I, I yeah. gave it all out already. Allison yeah. <laughs> um, Lohman was perfect. Mm-hmm. Sam Rockwell was perfect. Mm-hmm. Nick was perfect perfection perfection uh uh you you there hey hey you hello um hello
1: tammy so i think what makes this movie so good is the story first yeah and then everyone else playing playing so well and so the story is from eric garcia's novel but it Mm -hmm. did have to be adapted into a screenplay i did read and i didn't share because i felt like i was going over the original screenplay did not have the long con in it. Mm-hmm. And so it would have been shorter, as you mentioned. Uh-huh. But Ridley Scott was like, I feel like if you don't have this long con, you don't have like a big thing. It's yeah. just sort of like, it's just basic. And it's so just that's like,
0: bop, yeah, yeah, so that
1: is why they added it. Um, no, I like the long con. I like the whole movie. Yeah. It just, you know. Yeah, so so adding that. But I think what's so interesting about the story is that it's multiple stories mixed together. Uh-huh. And that can get really trashy really fast. But Mm -hmm. this didn't. You have, like, a person dealing with a very difficult condition that affects every moment of his life. You have the struggle for a need for family, but, like not even knowing that that's what you need and yeah. that once you have it realizing how it's important you have the struggle of like just being like a con man and all of these are so very different mm-hmm. there's such different problems that they would seem like they would clash but they're intertwined so well through that storytelling and through that screenplay that when the characters get a hold of it I think
0: that's what makes
1: it yeah natural
0: it 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 really comes to life like it comes off the page, you know? Yeah. And if I, if I read this book, which I, I might, I might, if it's on, if I can listen to it on Hoopla, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how I wouldn't picture
1: Alison Loman and Sam Rockwell I know, that's and, the thing that know, I, I don't enjoy. I like to read the source first, first yeah. because then I start like comparing it to what I've already seen and I don't mm-hmm. like doing that. Um, but I definitely am interested in seeing some of the other things that Eric Garcia has read as well. And like you said, Nick balances that line of this is a difficult situation that someone is dealing with. But parts of it are comical. Like, as he's trying to, like, figure out how to deal with a daughter as a grown man and, like, going from zero to 60 kind of thing. Yeah, Sam Rockwell plays Frank Mercer, like, to perfection. Like, he is such a... He's great in everything, let's oh, be honest. He, he
0: always is. Ugh, like- I feel like he's Sam Rockwell playing Sam. It's like, <laughs> it's like uh, James Spader. Yeah. Like James Spader always plays James Spader, yeah. but he's in different things.
1: Exactly. But it's, it's- and it
0: works, and it's great. And
1: like you also said, I agree. Allison Lohman is amazing. She acts so much, and I do have some experience with this. Like a teenager, like the highs mm-hmm. and the lows and the so easily excitable over things that seem so insignificant to you as an adult. Yeah. Um, to, like, immediately, like, something just triggers and, like, makes you feel, like, bad and questions your self-worth because you're a kid and you don't know your place in life. Yeah, she did good with
0: that. Yeah, so, like,
1: every—the cast was amazing, as you said— um the scene, I really liked the locations and the scene, as you said, and I certainly enjoyed the movie, and this is another Nick Doug that I'll squeeze in there, that Ridley Scott and Nick Cage had talked about um music a lot, and they had a lot in common, and one of the things was Nick said that he always felt that Roy's character would listen to Frank Sinatra. Yeah. And so Frank Mercer's character name, played by Sam Rockwell, is a mix of Frank Sinatra, and Now I Have Forgotten The other Mercer, someone Mercer. (laughs) Um, So it's two different artists of that time. And in the movie, you actually see Nick play both of their records. So there's a lot of effort Mm -hmm. put into this
0: film. To make it feel seamless and effortless, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate. I know you like those screen wipes. I just made it, it did not make it seem seamless to me. okay, I say, it. I know. oh what I didn't have... like I didn't care for a lot of the screen wipes. Some of them were really good, but others I'm like, eh. some
1: some scenes are really good. Some scenes felt a little different, but i I took that in as like that's part of the con movie. That's a con movie trying to show in because there's little yeah. things that they did, and I can't I can't say like, point some of the things out because it will give it all away but there Mm -hmm. are very specific things that they try to do to kind of like set you up if you're really paying attention yeah and again like i appreciate that because sometimes we get movies where they just tell us what happened
0: and it's terrible or they show it all in a trailer which is why i don't watch fucking trailers anymore yeah
1: you good to go Is a poo poo in the woods just say yes okay We've talked a lot about the film, what we liked, what we didn't like. Actually, I didn't say anything I didn't like because I didn't like, I did not like anything. Like, Uh-oh. I just, I just was enjoying it. Was it was just me again. Yeah, no, it's okay. I mean, like, yes, There's I'm me sure in the I find faults, but I don't know. In this day There's and age. There's not a lot of faults. Yeah, I just in this day and age, I was like, you know what? It was just good. I just really enjoyed it. Now, if you were to give it a rating, we do out of five, what would you give it?
0: I, I really, truly would give this one, I would, th- I would give this a, a 4.75. Four point seven five, almost a perfect gentlemen. score. Okay, it's it's only because of the screen wipes. Okay, they really bothered me. That's okay. There was like one really good one, and I was like, "Oh, dip!" And I actually like bounced back a second mm-hmm. to watch it again because mm-hmm. I was like, "I know the one you're talking about." You slipped it right mm-hmm. in there, I what but I mean, said. like, no, I'm not. <laughs> so. But the screen wipes just reminded me of that movie with Ewan McGregor and Michelle or. Uh, uh, Renee Zellweger, where she, I cannot remember the name of it, but it was, it was like supposed to be set in like the swinging 60s or something. And he's like um, a man about town. And I think I, yeah. she's like, I'm a revenge lover or something. I don't mm-hmm. remember. But it was like the screen wipes in that reminded me very much. And that was supposed to be like a silly comedy. And this was supposed to be something different. And the screen wipes were just very like, wow, wow. like this is a detective show, wow, wow. you know? And mm-hmm. that's the only thing. Okay. Like I don't, the length doesn't bother me. I just was trying to come up with something I didn't like about. Okay.
1: It. What about so four point seven five out of five for the film? What about Nick? Like, how, like what? Oh kind five. Of Nick
0: and- I'm I'm giving I'm giving Nick a a serious Nick. What is what do we call cinematic? that? Nick? Cinematic. Cinematic Nick. Thanks. Thank you. You're welcome. A cinematic Nicholas, and I'm giving him a five because like, he he did so good. Yeah. It was so. It was exactly right. Okay. You you go. I give it a five out of
1: five. I just—I told you I love this movie. You had nothing bad to say. About I, I really did. Like, yeah, like I said, I know that we should probably. I mean, I'm not be judging you. More critical of things and try to be like. Smart Why can't we just love and... stuff? Right, but that's the—that's the thing. Especially in this day and age, it's like. I just, I just think it's a good movie. You can mm-hmm. easily slip into it, and it's just <laughs> again with that. <laughs> and and it's just i just love it i just i think it's a great storytelling especially mm-hmm. i think and and i don't want to i'm not trying to spoil anything but definitely watch it in the end that ending the way they did it mm-hmm. could have gone really like stupid and cheesy really, it really fast
0: could have, but i
1: left the movie feeling good i yeah and and even jeff when he saw it he was like i mean okay that's right yeah he yeah that's that's That's, how it should go yeah okay and and it does it's not one of those fucking movies where we're like we're artistic and then it's just like a black fucking train and you don't know what happened to anybody and it ends five minutes too late but it also doesn't tell you everything like you're an idiot kind of yeah it's just it's a smart movie
0: yeah it's for and i'm not gonna say it's for smart people i'm just saying it's a smart movie yeah it's it doesn't spell it out for you. Yeah. Which a lot of the movies feel like they have to, and that really pisses me off. I, like, we're headed towards idiocracy, and I'm just okay, not okay I, I with feel it. like we're about two steps before it. You know the story about clogs, right? With, no, what? So, the re- okay, r- sidebar, real quick about clogs, idiocracy. Like, wait, Crocs. Oh, you said clogs. clogs. I was croc, like, are crocs. we clogging now? So the reason that they so they, they were trying to come up with the dumbest, ugliest shoe that literally no one would ever fucking wear. Mm-hmm. And that's what everybody wore. They wore crocs yeah. in idiocracy. And now everybody oh, fucking yeah. wears crocs. Okay, but I will say I have some croc sandals and you do too. They I are also really fucking. Rico has croc uh uh slippers. He loves them. They are. When he discovered they they, they make more than Right, then the uh, the yeah. OG Crocs, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like that side. Sorry, sidebar on that, guys. Look, if you haven't seen *Idiocracy*, please watch oh, it. It's, it's becoming more and more re- rele- yeah, relevant it's, to it's the day. It's becoming
1: more of a documentary, yeah, than Ugh. a fictional.
0: So movie. is V for Vendetta. I know, right?
1: Ugh. All right, so you've heard our ratings. We are going to now pivot to our e. dear friend. Not in real life, but I feel like he would have wanted to maybe hang out with us a little bit and be our friend.
0: He probably would have been like, "Aaron, you do not have eloquent ways to say anything. Tammy, you and I will talk. <laughs> no. And I'll sit here like, you look really weird, but I like your brain. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: feel like that could apply to either one
0: of us. <laughs> it's
1: true. All right. So do you have any... I, I have a quote that I love that I picked out. Mm-hmm. Do you have guesses... Of what... Because if I read it, you'll... you'll Did EB do this one himself? So this is an EB OG, like, original. I believe he would have given it a four star. So it is out of four Mm -hmm. that they do. It is four out of four. And I was, like, so excited because he does not give those out a lot. He does not. Um, I have noticed... I still think he's wild for giving that one two stars. Well, I did notice that I do feel like Roger Ebert is a fan of Nick. I feel like in any one that you go back and see that he did, even if it wasn't a great film, he still tries to pull the good out of it. And he knows (laughs) that, like, never.
0: You remember the chicken? He doesn't know he's dead yet. <laughs> Please listen to the episode on tr- uh, Trespass where old EB says probably one of my favorite quotes from any of his. It's true. But even that, <laughs> any he gave of it, it a 2 out of, out of 4. He gave it a 2 out of 4. So, I mean, I a friend. 4
1: out of 4 is perfection. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. just say a perfection from a I know. Various... I feel like I'm going
0: against the master now.
1: <laughs> wow. Way
0: to go there. I gave it a 4.7. Okay. 4.8.
1: No, you can't do this. <laughs> so, but, I, I don't, I, this is from someone, his job is to be critical, mm-hmm. his job is to point mm-hmm. out everything that could be wrong, like, which is kind of like a terrible job in a way, like, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like, you, you can't just love something, you have to really, really look at critical. it objectively. Like, that's what I feel
0: about food critics, like, I feel bad, like, yeah, you I just, just enjoy food, so, you have to sit there and like, hmm.
1: That made me really think, what other movies of Nick's? Has he given a four out of four? Oh, so I did some quick research. My first thought was Mandy. Of course, it was not.
0: But Mandy was, was after th- he died.
1: It was, but so so I have some that his site has done as well as he gotcha gotcha. gotcha. Um, so they gave that one a three out of four. As Why? Well. Who did that? So, um, <laughs> Pig was another one that I thought of. It was not done by E. B., okay. but it was done by his a group that continues. Oh, in his name. I But yes. that was a
0: four out of four. I had to pull that. That was the the reviewer who was like, "I wish I hadn't gotten this one because yeah. I really just wanted to enjoy just it." Just enjoy
1: it, uh, Joe. Mm-hmm. Even though that is an older one, mm-hmm. um, was not done by Roger Ebert, one mm-hmm. of his uh, his website his human affiliates. Um, Joe is a four out of four. Perfect. Now, you know I think about that movie to this day. I I told you it got in deep, man. It it's a deep fucking movie. It got it in. Just, it got in me. In, it's in you now. I think
0: about the fucking dad. I know so I know. much. I know. All right. So the two that he did do that he gave a four out of mm. four was it? Oh no. You go, go. Ahead. It's not Vampire's Kiss. But no. Was, no like Vampire's not. Kiss. Why
1: are you being so silly right I now? I don't know. It's <laughs> the alcohol. <laughs> it's, the alcohol. <laughs> it's the alcohol. So. <laughs> Leaving Las Vegas. Of course, why didn't I think of it? But another one that was one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh I think Joel Schumacher was the one who directed it. No, no, I'm super kidding. It was Martin <laughs> Scorsese. <laughs> My brain
0: Oh, uh Bring Out the Dead. Yes. Bring out the dead. So test. those
1: two he officially I was gave like, a no, force. Joel Schumacher just me just No, did Joel Schumacher
0: us. ruins everything.
1: <laughs> I think there were like one or two movies that he did that I like. So as far as Roger Ebert himself or his like website, his humans have given Nick a, Nick's movies a few four out of fours, and this is one of them. I'm so so when I'm we so say proud. guys, when we were really excited, now you understand. It's a great movie to watch.
0: All right, everybody, we've made it to the end of another Nick experience, and we are on to my favorite chaotic moment. Yeah, it does make sense that it's your favorite. <laughs> It's
1: always your favorite when it's not your turn to do this. Look, I wasn't I didn't I wasn't scared the last time and look what happened. I mean, it's sitting on dream table. Be Studio. not scared. Okay. I'm not be, scared. Don't be scared. I'm not scared. I'm negative. That's the difference. Don't Boom. be negative. <laughs> I'm
0: so not negative anymore, guys. I was trying to save you. All right. So, we are going to do no back pops of luck. I'm yep. doing knuckle cracks of luck cuz okay. that worked last time. For you. For yeah, for me. So, what if it's opposite for me? Oh my god. Oh my god. Go. Unknit un okay, here we go. Uncrack my knuckles. What were you, know. you trying to say? Here we go, we're spinning. Cajun Just roulette. Spinning, 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 I never spinning. said that, Cajun Roulette. <gasps> I love, this movie is so it, cute and I've been recently thinking about it a lot. <laughs> it could happen to you. I have not seen this one.
1: It's so bright. It's got a little baby Bridget Fonda. Oh my god! And they put, so so this, is hot, this is an old one. This is
0: an old one. young Nick. Whew. yeah, mm. that's true too. Young Nick. Yeah, all right. Young baby Blue before his teeth were fixed,
1: as t- as Cindy likes to point out. I know she does. She's like really She's like, like fuck his them. new teeth. She's like on them
0: teeth. I'm like okay. All right, so join us next time for it could, it could happen, happen to, to you. you.
1: We've made it to the end of yet another film journey with Nick
0: and Out of the Cauldron. Remember to like us and rate us wherever you listen to the show and like and follow us on social media such as Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at The Internal Cauldron. You can also shoot us an email at internalcauldron at
1: gmail.com. We're always interested in drink recipes, potential guests, and your ideas. We
0: would love to hear from you. Thank you all for joining us on this Nick experience and as always... In Nick we trust.
1: Please enjoy these fun moments of us preparing for our super professional, 100% authentically researched podcast. Historic moon landing. The U.S. successfully lands on the moon for the first time
0: since 1972. Tap for details. They were like, too many people think that it's It didn't happen. No, I, th- I I I mean, fucking mean real. real but like, I don't the care. The fact looks weird. I believe a lot of conspiracy bullshit, but I don't I Yeah. But I don't believe that it's it was fake. Odysseus makes historic moon landing. I love listening that.
1: He's going to be stuck there forever, y'all. He's going to have a bunch of hoes He's going to have him. to kill a cyclops. And there's going to be house or stab everywhere. a cyclops eye out. There's going to be sirens. underneath
0: the belly of a goat. Oh my god, wait. <laughs> Is this another sound check? <laughs> Sounds like it is now. <laughs> He's going to have to put splinters in his eyes, so the sirens. So, and put uh, wax. And the wax in the ears. Yeah, the wax in the ears. Wait, what are we doing? And he gets stuck between a rock and a
1: hard place. So,
0: just <laughs> be. this is just another this is,
1: sound check. Yeah, this is a sound check, baby.
0: Mythology, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> this is a sound check. Here we are sound checking. Here we are checking a sound. Check. Check. Two, three, four. Seventeen to the third power. Forty two. I
1: don't uh, have my thing turned on. Oh. That's what he said. Mm. <laughs> oh, there's everybody.
0: Can All you right. hear can you hear me now? Can hear you now? People
1: can hear them then their friends when the Russians attacked and killed our cell phones or oh yeah Yeah. whatever happened aliens whatever all
0: of our cell phones died it was a fire sale like in lived high live free die hard remember Justin Long yeah okay I was like am I
1: alone (laughs) no I remember I just haven't thought of that movie for a really long time (laughs) think about it a lot oh